do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm Matt Moderno. He's Jihadi White. This is the Thanksgiving episode of the Believe in Wizards podcast. We've made it to this point in the season already. Jihadi, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm thankful to get to do the show with you every week. So uh, hope you have a great holiday with your family. Oh, man. I appreciate the sentiments. <laughs> You're getting me all emotional this morning. Yeah, exactly. We're starting <laughs> early today. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours as well. I, I hope you enjoy you enjoy the family. Headed out. Heading out later today, going to eat lots of turkey, going to watch some football, hopefully, uh, watch some Wizards basketball tonight, but uh, should be uh, should be a good weekend. Yeah, it should be. Some good football games on this weekend, some good teams. Usually yeah. usually not all the teams are good this weekend, but, you know, with the NFL going, it's not not too bad. With the Lions actually being good, it really changes the, the Sunday or the Thursday yeah, football dynamic for once. Right? Yep, it's been a while. Uh, as always, we're brought to you by Stateside Vodka and their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard All of Them. They all go well with Thanksgiving turkey, so uh, go out and get some. And we're brought to you by Bet Online. If you want to bet on those football games, it's your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for every sport you can think of, but especially Thanksgiving football. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place all your wagers, and you can bet on your favorite casino and card games right from your phone. Go to the website and place uh, your first deposit with our code BLEAV for a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so since the last time we talked, the Bucks beat the Wizards 142 to 129. This was one of those ones where I think the score is actually pretty reflective of what I thought the game looked like. There's been a bunch this year where the Wizards are down 25 and then that scrappy bench unit gets it down to like 12 and the box score doesn't look as bad as the game was. But I thought the Wizards hung in there pretty well. I thought the offense was pretty free-flowing other than not being able to guard Giannis at all, which most teams have a problem with. Like, I, I'm not too disappointed uh, in this effort or this result. So, I don't know. What did you think of this game, John? I don't think we did bad defensively. I was impressed how how we played offensively. Yeah. And uh, how we played uh, really as a unit. You know, seemed like we had very good chemistry offensively with that team. Very unselfish. And guys were, you know, guys were not only matching their averages, they were kind of they were going above them. And mm-hmm. and and that was probably the most in sync I've seen us offensively all year. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I thought Kuzma especially against a, and that that's a good team, good defensive team. So they didn't let us up, let us let us let let up on us offensively. I mean, defensively at all. We were really just in sync. It looked like we were ready to play that game. Kuzma, I thought, was especially locked in and seemed really dedicated to getting like other people involved and being like point Kuzma. And I think that's when the Wizards, this Wizards group specifically, is at their best. So he had a career high 13 assists. He was 10 of 15 from the field, two of five from three. Like, you can't really ask that much more from him. Uh, you know, he, he got beat up a little bit by Giannis, but at this point, like, who doesn't? I don't think anyone yeah. else did particularly better. So uh, I have no complaints about him. He had three rebounds. So I would like to see a few more defensive rebounds, but he was leading the break. So that's fine. Two steals, one block. Uh, cool Bali, 12 points, three rebounds, two steals, one assist. He's now recorded at least one steal in five games so far this season. Tyus Jones had 18 points on nine of 15, nine of 13 shooting, three assists, two rebounds. It didn't really do much for me defensively, uh, but that's okay. It's hard to guard Dave Muller too. Uh, Gafford had 14 points, five rebounds, two assists, two blocks. He's now recorded uh, multiple blocks in eight games so far this season, which is pretty good. And then finally, buried the lead here a little bit. I thought this was probably the best Jordan Poole game of the season. I still don't think he was amazing because he was kind of inefficient, but the shots were like more in the flow of the offense. I thought to your point, like he he looked like he was at least trying to fit in, you know, fit in with all the other guys. So got up to 30 points. And uh, he was 11 of 26 from the field, three of nine from three. So like, not like the most elite shooting performance, but he, I don't think he broke the offense at least. No. So yeah, to me, he was, he played more in the structure of the offense. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he did help us out, right? He played more in the structure of the offense. We, we still got to get him in sync a lot, lot more. I feel mm -hmm. like, feel like he's the the player that's kind of sticks out as far as doing his own thing mm -hmm. you know remember that song one of these kids uh doing his own thing not like the others yeah. but um awesome. he he's still that black sheep as far as just playing his own game sometimes yeah I, I what i do is see i do see him trying mm -hmm. to play within the structure of the team but I, it naturally him, you know, he just, you know, he does his own thing. I mean, yeah, he, I think he did great scoring wise, assist wise. You no, know, he gives you nothing else. Yeah, yeah he gives you nothing. He, he just and and that's he's there to light up the scoreboard. Sure, but he's there to also evolve, mm -hmm. right? And so I think we he just has to evolve. I mean. I know he loves the game of basketball. You can tell. Yeah. Now he just has to love winning. Yeah, play he winning likes, basketball. Right? He likes theatrical basketball. Yeah. Right, and like, I mean, if if he don't stop playing today, he'll be on a basketball court every day. You can look at him and tell he's a gym rat type of player. Mm -hmm. But I think he likes his game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You for know. Sure. Right, and so you you have to be a fan of your game to even to be in the NBA, but you also have to be able to help others on your team be, get better as well. I'm hopeful that like this was at least a sign of him like slowly making that transition to just a different role. Like we're asking a lot of him, I think maybe more than we than we realized. Like sometimes guys are just well suited to be that sixth man, bench scorer, freelancer. 
come out and just cook with a bench unit where there aren't a lot of scorers. And now you're like, hey, come be the number one offensive option on an NBA team full time and expecting him to do it consistently. I, I think that might just take some time. And I'm hopeful that like there's light at the end of the tunnel here. And maybe we're starting to see like little glimpses of, okay, like he can start to get this. But I don't know. I also think there are some guys that just, they can't do that. Like they can't transition from just freelancer, you know, break the offense kind of guy. Well, that's a lot. There's a lot of accountability that comes with that. Sure. Right. And he's young. You got to realize this. What? Yeah. What, what, what year is this? Uh, Third, this fourth? fourth year, I think. Fourth year. So he's young. He's never had, he, he's never had accountability. He played into a position with the Warriors by just going rogue, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, well, it's rogue and this was working. Right. So now we found another score. Mm-hmm. So what got him here? I'm oh, sorry. This is year five. Sorry. Year five? Okay. Yeah. So what got, what got him to this point to be at with the – well, some other things were involved as well. It had nothing to do with that. <laughs> sure. But <laughs> what got him to this point at year five to be with the Wizards and be able to have a contract like he has and be a primary starter and a, a face of a team was all about him being gung-ho going rogue, right? And working himself. So he put himself in this position. Now we're saying, hey, we like your game. We like your natural ability. Now, let's grow from here to be to make you an all-around player. And to me, that's the struggle within himself is, hey, I like my natural ability. I'm a very theatrical player, right? I'm a very... You got a flair for the dramatic, you know? I love the flair in the game, right? I love the flair in the game. I may not take the game as serious as I should, right? Mm -hmm. But I know I can put up points. So so now there's just a struggle between how how do we not lose Jordan Poole, but also how do we evolve him, and then how do we take – Take the add accountability to him, mm-hmm. and and make him also love the game in a winning sense more. Yeah. The one thing I saw from him this game that kind of stood out to me a little bit, and it's something I'd question about him is it's hard to be like a number one scoring option in the NBA if you don't get to the free throw line and get a few easy points along the way. And I think he had been averaging like less than fr- uh, three free throws a game, which is like almost tough to do when you have the ball as much as he does. And, and maybe like getting stronger and getting, you know, to the rim more will help with that over time. Cause like he does get like knocked down a a pretty good amount. Like he's second behind Gafford and times falling down so far this season, I would imagine, but he went five for five from the line uh, last night and or two nights ago. And he got to the line early and I thought that helped uh, maybe get a little rhythm. That was what, you know, they always taught us growing up is like, Hey, if you're not making shots, like get a couple easy ones, get to the rim, get to the free throw line, warm yourself up a little bit. And that might be something for him to, you know, kind of focus on is just trying to draw a couple fouls and get a few easy ones, see the ball go in the rim. And maybe that'll help like a little bit. I don't know, but it's something yeah, I would be trying to stress. That's just about growth, right? That's yeah, about sure. growth. If you notice guys, guys guarantee to get the best players guarantee every night to get 
at least 10 points from the free throw line. Yeah. Right. That's that's a part of their the system of their personal game. Mm-hmm. I know I can. All right. Let me break down my game. I know I can get I can rim run. You know, if I'm LeBron, I'm a rim run. I get at least six from there. Yeah. I'm guaranteed to get 10 from the free throw because I'm gonna, even if I make a miss and make, I'm going to make make sure I get fouled in certain ways. Now the rest is on me. But these this this fit 10 to 15 points are guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But that comes from just growth of the game. Sure. So and, and and I think he can get to that point. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we all kind of expected. Like day one, he would do some of those things more with the ball. And it, it's just really hard to get 20 plus points off ISO long jumpers. We've crossed over 10 times alone in the corner. Like it, the best players in the world can't do that every night. This, we're, we're kind of faulting him from doing what he knows. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I, I saw um, Neil DeLaw of Hoop District posted a video of him sitting with David Vanterpool at practice for like an hour or something and just like watching film on an iPad. Like, I hope that's kind of what, hey, you could have taken this one to the rim or you had a lane here. Like, that's Reed. what we talked about last episode. So I hope that's kind of, you know, what they're, what they're keying in on. Uh, one thing I found a little more concerning than any of the other stuff there's all kinds of stats going around about uh he's a minus 14 plus minus uh it's the worst for a player that takes more than 15 field goal attempts in nba history which is kind of a bad sign it definitely reinforces what we've seen on the court but the thing that worried me is some of his teammates have started talking about like in a nice way but hey we we know jordan is struggling right now uh kuzma said everybody's behind him and we know he'll get out of it He's a worker. He loves basketball. Very passionate. I think sometimes he just overthinks himself a little bit. Today was a great step in the right direction for him. But he did kind of focus in on that, like, we know he's struggling thing. Tyus Jones said he's probably putting too much pressure on himself, but it comes from a place of care and wanting to be great and wanting to succeed, wanting to play well for not only himself, but for his teammates, for the city. Like, I believe all that stuff. I believe that they believe all that stuff. But you really don't hear teammates acknowledge publicly too often how much one of their teammates is having a tough time like that when everyone in the locker room kind of realizes that the same way the fans do. I mean, you guys know basketball, obviously you realize it, but like to say it, I thought was kind of, kind of surprising that even in a nice way, they're all kind of putting out there like "Eh, Jordan's hurting us a little bit right now. I think that there's, there's, it's no, it's, it's no question he's hurting them a little bit, right? Yeah. He, they know it. He knows it. The fans know it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not why sugarcoat it, right? Yeah, that's not sugarcoated. I, but I think they're also being supportive. Yeah, I think they're being supportive of him. They, I think he is struggling for sure. I think he is taking it personal, right? I think, um, and it, it's 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 new for him. This is a new situation for him, right? So the old Jordan that was good enough isn't now good enough, right? Now, they're not saying that we need more. We need more, kind of. You need to learn how to – you need to re- learn how to read the floor. You need to learn how to learn your teammates, learn how to read your teammates, all these things, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so just imagine and, – and, and you're a pro, so you got to accept it. Just imagine – how much information is coming to him in so yeah, many different, you know, avenues at mm-hmm. one time. And he has to process this all and then regurgitate it back on the court and grow in a matter of minutes, you know, which is 
which wouldn't be so bad if he didn't love his unserious game as much. Yeah. Right. So, cause, but what happens, it comes off as he doesn't care mm. by some of the things he does out in the court. Right. Yeah. And then as a fan, you're like, well, you just shot you, a crazy shot. You eye you roll when he's getting blocked. Now you by just went and did it again. Yeah. Right. So now I'm like, well, this guy just out here just playing street ball. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, so that's the issue of how how it comes across and how it makes the coaching staff look, how it makes his other teammates look, how, how it makes himself look. Yeah. Right. And then certain decisions where he just have to understand, hey, I, now I got to think much more like a point guard mm-hmm. instead of like just a shooting guard. Yeah. And now when he's making point guard decisions, you're like, uh, you, well, you have to understand that the clock has to be under two minutes first. Mm-hmm. You know rough. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just about growth. Hey, he's going to grow, and he, he, he's, he has no choice but to grow or – because eventually it's going to be a lesson learned mm-hmm. and he's going to be like, man, I haven't listened. And now I'm finding myself in a, a space where, you know, I'm going to have to grow up or I'm going to see myself being traded and moved around and not being valued like I, I expected to be. Right. And so now that those type of things, I got to mature really fast. And so either he, he matures fast Right. And it's a struggle. You can tell it's a struggle. And you can tell he's not. He's a person who. who, Who's confident in his way of playing. Sometimes information probably is a challenge. Yeah. But it just has to grow. And and, and his teammates are being supportive because they're the first ones who are who's every day watching, watching the little steps. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. To your point, I think that's probably a good sign that they think there's at least a process there of him trying to make some of those strides and maybe they're seeing some, some growth there as well. Like you can tell when guys are frustrated with teammates, it it didn't really come off that way as much as just like, I was still just kind of surprised they, they said it the way that they did. Uh, You know, it just, you have to be pretty bad. I feel like for guys to, to come out right, you know, outright and say that, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I I think this is going to be, the year for him to grow and learn. And I think it's easier as fans to be patient when you see like, okay, all right, that looked a little better. Like, okay, here's a 30 point game. Okay. It wasn't crazy efficient, but there's at least a few bright spots. Like there was like a two week stretch there where he was just like a black hole of bad shots. And and then you're like, Oh shit. Like, okay. At least when you get a few of these, it's like, okay, I can take a deep breath to your point. Like he's learning. He'll grow. He'll, he'll pick some things up. Think Uh, about, think about how we were at the beginning of the season. Like, Whoa, (laughs) <laughs> oh, what are we watching? What's this? That was tough, yeah. right? It's got, like this is this is a show, yep, and it's not the not the good show, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and now we're like, okay, I, well, we see him kind of, yeah, something more there. coming in sync with this. Okay, see, see his he's choosing better shots, much more better shots than he were, yeah, than he was before, and then sometimes you kind of still like, oh, okay, we should we don't need to step back from the right. free throw line all the way to the three-point line and hoist it up, you know. But that's his game. That's been his game. Yeah. You got to give him some leeway to do those kind of things and, mm-hmm. you know, express himself a little bit, I think, to uh, 
there's some guys that like, I think coaches will just budget like here, there'll be three bad shots a game of him just doing some crazy shit and we can live with it because he does all these other things. Well, I'm less hung up typically in like shooting percentages. Cause I do think just like being able to take a certain amount of shots in an NBA game is an underrated skill. Like there are some, there are plenty of guys in the wizards that could not get off 26 shots in a game. And sometimes you just got to put the ball on the rim and and give your chance your teammates some chance to get some putbacks or you know like things like that. So I'm not oh he went 35 percent as opposed to 41 percent. Like I, I can I can but, live with but that. one assist is unacceptable. That's the part that that bothers me. Do something else if you're struggling in other ways. Get someone else involved. Draw some attention. Drop like drive and kick. Like just something. I, I mean that's his. Uh, I, I looked this up earlier in the season. I don't have it in front of me, but his per 100 possession assist numbers last year were almost the same as Steph Curry's. Like, he created for other people in that organization. But they also had other guys where they couldn't... You can't help off of Clay Thompson to double Jordan Poole, so he got a lane to then drive and kick and things like that. This year, it's... We can now just game plan to stop Jordan Poole, and he can't seem to do anything else for anybody else, let alone for himself sometimes. But but he can. He, yeah, he, he needs can. to. <laughs> I witnessed it. I watched it, and he did a great job. He sure. did it against Toronto. Yeah. he. I mean, there's, there's I, some I, signs of life. And, and he drew the entire defense in. But I, when I watched him that game, it looked like he was making a point. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think I can't do this? It seemed like he was instead of doing it to because it's good basketball. He was good basketball. Yeah. It felt like he was more making it because it was that's that was the main thing in his mind. Mm-hmm. Was say I'm gonna penetrate, pick, penetrate and kick. And he was in the his style of game, how fast he is, and how many places he can get on the floor at once, mm-hmm. opened up so many other players. Yeah, I agree. So they're not asking him anything he can't do. Sure. It's the yeah. struggle of him trying to synchronize and mix it all together into one big pot, right? Because right? he's, you know, it's, right now he he's one way or the other as far as the trick ponies go. He one trick pony this way or one trick pony that way. We need we need oh, both yeah. of the pon- we need all the herd in. You know, everything, all your attributes. Let's put them in and make a complete game, and then we'll figure out okay. Now, how can we mold this and grow with this? If we could get not, I don't need the full 13 assists, but the way Kuzma played in that Bucks game, if you can get something like that from Poole and get that from both of them, where there's like a really good balance of, all right, I'm going to score low 20s, but I'm going to have almost double digit assists. Like then now we're talking like that might be a real offense. That's, and, that's exactly and, what we need. Yeah. And so we don't need a 40 point game out of him. No. There might be some night where you need that, or he's got a mismatch, or he's hot, or whatever. But you don't need an inefficient forty-point night. Yeah. Uh, but that came after what a seven, eight-point night. Yeah, exactly. It was a so good- everything is a point right now. Yeah. yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, he's. I, I'm going to come out and I'm going to show you all that uh, I can. And, and I'm just going to shoot the lights out, and I'm going now. How does that help anyone? Yeah, I'm totally. But other than yourself. Right, it helps. Yeah, it helps the box score. Helps whoever bet on you, uh, maybe. But that's that's really about it. Uh, somebody who did play pretty well and got some actual praise and credit for it: Bilal Kulabali. Uh, Bijan Todd of Monumental Sports asked Giannis about 
hey, you have a similar background to Bilal coming from, you know, overseas as a younger raw player, like any, any thoughts on his game, any advice? And Giannis gave him some like, you know, solid advice, I think straightforward stuff like, hey, continue to work hard, be coachable, spend a lot of time in the weight room and keep getting stronger. Giannis said, like, I had a bad night. I went to the gym after I had a good night. I went to the gym after I had a good game, went to the gym the next morning, like consistently, you know, putting in the effort to keep bet, you know, getting better and improving. And, but he also said he wasn't scared of the moment and the sky is going to be the limit for him. And then, uh, Bijan also asked Dame Lillard about him as well. And I thought cool Bali did the best job of anyone on the wizards of guarding Dame for most of that game. And it seemed like Dame agreed with him. He said he looked the part, he used his length pretty well. He didn't come off like he was worried or scared or nothing like that. He has a chance to be a really good player. And they seem like kind of genuinely recognizing that like this guy's got some stuff. And the Wizards started out with uh, Denny Avdia guarding Dame Lillard, which I didn't think was the best matchup for him, and Kuzma guarding Giannis. And I think they gave up on that pretty quickly. And eventually, uh, when Koulibaly came in, he took Lillard and Denny started guarding Giannis. And that seemed to work a little bit better for them. But uh, I mean... These guys know, like everyone in the league, when you play against somebody that's got real upside as a 19-year-old rookie, like you can tell pretty fast, like that guy's going to be something. And I feel like guys of that level don't just say that as lip service if they don't think like, hey, he can be a really good player. So I, I was encouraged by that. Well, when you're playing against a guy like that, mm-hmm. you can tell how he's reading you. Yeah. Right? You can tell how he's – first of all, you can tell that, okay, he knew his what assi- his assignment was. Yep. He took time on his assignment. Mm-hmm. He knows at least three or four of your moves, three or four of your counters. Yeah, he right? wasn't biting on pump fakes and stuff. Right. Like he was solid. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So he understood your game. And so when you're thinking, okay, that's a 19 year old, mm-hmm. and he's playing me very experienced. Right. But that guy's a pro. Yeah. He's been a pro, and he's his, what, we we look at it as he cool, he calm, he collective, he's he doesn't get rattled. I look at it as his his basketball IQ is crazy. Yeah, and his preparedness, like to your point, yeah. he seemed like he came into that game knowing what to pay attention to or not. Right, and 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 he he's done it m- many times before. Yep. Right. He's he he prepares himself to mm-hmm. play. Right. He studies the game. He understands he understands his assignments, right? He understands time and space. He understands angles. He understands reads. He understands um, being uh, being a step for, uh, quicker in certain positions, mm. right? He understands spots. I watch him and just dissect him. I'm like, I'm not watching a, yeah. a, a rookie – it's a fourth you year know, guy. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Just just his knowledge of the game is is very experienced. Mm-hmm. And and for this level of game, it's knowledge of the game is very experienced. Yeah, I agree. Right. Because it and and he does so many things that's unexpected. And he's like, damn, who is that? Sometimes I look like is that Gafford to just not uh, block that shot like that? Then the dude come down. I'm like, hold up, that's Koulibaly, right? The headband's been throwing me off a couple times too. Yeah, and I'm, and like, I'm like, oh man, this dude can do. This dude can do all. He can do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's the vision. I think they saw a guy that can contribute like in all facets of basketball. And I want more players like that on the team in the future. I hope that that's like a, a key thing they keep looking for. Uh, Kulabali also said with his first NBA check, he plans to buy his mom a car. Johnny, what was the first big purchase you made with your first big NBA check? First big part, same thing. It was uh, bought my mom a house. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, bought my mother a house and bought her her dream car. Nice. That stopped being a dream car after about <laughs> two months that she needed. Okay. Oh, it's actually too small. What mom was your <laughs> dream car when you <laughs> you wanted a mini dream car? Like <laughs> it wasn't gonna work. So, but yeah, bought her a house, bought a a car. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, always love hearing that kind of stuff. You can tell about guys. I think when it's like. Well, I bought a hundred thousand dollar watch. It's like that was the number one thing you went out and bought. Yeah. Like that, you saved that for the second paycheck. Right? I do. I probably still didn't even have a watch, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially that rookie year too, right? Like it's like oh, those two years, uh, those yeah. two first years, I I couldn't buy anything. You know? I I think a second round pick and things like that, especially the money yeah. they made, you guys have made then compared to now, is a very big I was paying back loans. Exactly, you pay back loans, uh, agent fees, like uh, yeah. all that. Taxes are pretty wild, so I think well, it goes a lot quicker. Big, well, once I got the big one, I said, "Go find your house." Hey, that's the move. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so just a couple other things here to clean up. Uh, I forget who tweeted this, so apologies for not attributing it, but I saw. Uh, the comparison between Giannis's age 19 rookie season and Koulibaly's age 19 rookie season. So Giannis, 25 minutes. Koulibaly, 26 minutes. Giannis, seven points on five and a half field goal attempts. Koulibaly, eight and a half points on six field goal attempts. Giannis, 41% from the field. Koulibaly, 52%. Giannis, 34% from, or 35% from the three-point line. Koulibaly, 46%. Giannis, four rebounds. Koulibaly, four rebounds. Giannis about two assists, Koulibaly about two assists. Giannis about a steal and a block, Koulibaly about a steal and a block. I'm not saying he'll be Giannis. Giannis seven feet, <laughs> Koulibaly yeah. six nine. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's gaining that's on him though. Let's, let's not lose our mind here. No, I, but still, I mean, you know, I'm not mad at it. I mean, obviously, uh, Giannis put a shit ton of work, and he actually grew after he got drafted too, which maybe Koulibaly will keep growing also here a little bit too, but. Uh, you know, it's still something to think about that not all these guys come in and immediately from day one are scoring 20 points a game as rookies. Like there's, there's some levels to this. And I think we should just be happy with what we're getting from Koulibaly so far, but the ceiling is well, still we big. We didn't expect all this. We did not. Ex- I didn't. No, I, sure. we, I expected something. Not, yeah. But, you, but not this. Uh, you know what I said? You remember I told you, I was like, man, he's going to be a surprise. Yeah, I know. I, that I think was your... the best player we, we out of all the players we got is Koulibaly, right? I said yeah. that. Yeah. Still, I didn't see all of this. Yeah, same. I didn't see all the intangibles. Sure. That... He's been better with the ball than I thought, and creating yeah. for other people has been good, and I didn't I didn't expect to see that. He, he reminds me of a... a, a good... You know, work like a, a Scotty Pippen type. Yeah, I, I've heard French Scotty Pippen a couple times as the right. cop. And remind me, that. so instead of Giannis, feel like he was he will grow into a more of a Scotty Pippen type, like a but a more of a worker type. You know, a good 
a guy that's going to just be there in the right spots, get you some right, you know, get downhill. He, he's only going to grow. And he's not, and I'm not saying he's going to grow because he has so much more game to, to experience and, but you know, or, or where I can see parts in his game that I don't see yet. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact of his age alone. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll you'll naturally get better just by doing but and working this on guy stuff. Plays like this at nineteen. Yeah, at twenty one. It's gonna be wild. That's not a name. A nineteen year old player doesn't play this sound and this cerebral. No, not for a guy in the short most amount of 19, time. Yeah, most nineteen year old players play. Right. Like an idea. Wild <laughs> with yeah. wild wild talent. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. I don't really even know how talented he is because he plays so smart. Yeah. So sure. we don't know what's in the actual all it was all in the toolbox. I, I would actually like to see him steal a little of that from Jordan Poole and be the freelance kind of wild. So, nah, no, I'm no, no. I'm not saying all the time, but like I would like to see Koulibaly break the offense every once in a while and just see what he can do if he ISOs or uh, I'd, I'd like to know what else is in the bag. That's all I'm saying. That's I don't want him to pick up bad habits. I, I'm not saying for for long term, but you know, even the best that's players the sometimes typical just gonna, NBA guy. Yeah, I hear you. That's the typical. That's why Koulibaly is so is make is doing such a good job because you don't have to worry about all of the crap. Yeah, I know I'm with you. I, I'm not suggesting that he never, uh, you know, like that he becomes Jordan Poole full time. But like, you have to be able to like freelance a little bit. I think. But I he mean, has. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like he's getting downhill when he does choose to go downhill. He's very effective. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, same thing in the chat. Josue Gonzalez said, "Feels like Koulibaly has the chance to be a walking paint touch when he's the final product." He could do that now. I think he can get by guys and and get to the rim pretty easily. So uh, that's been pretty cool to see. Uh, all right, let's shift gears here just a little bit. Uh, Sam Omiko, uh, NBA insider, um, which I don't know how credible he is to be honest. I think there's some stuff on Twitter about uh, him like kind of blowing a lot of these reporting, but just throwing that out there uh, for a grain of salt. Said the Wizards are expected to look to move forward Danilo Gallinari ahead of the February trade deadline and even closer to the middle of December and throughout Landry Shamit and uh, one other person on here as well. I think Tyus Jones was the other one that mentioned. So uh, good, you know, like a no offense is a good Gallinari. He's been actually kind of better offensively than I expected for him to be at this point. Shamit's been pretty good defensively, not shooting super well, but there's no long-term need for the, either of those guys to be on the roster. If you can make a trade for anything, those veteran guys would probably be happier on a contending team anyway. So uh, do everybody a solid. And I think move on from them would be great. And if teams want to trade for them and we get something back for it, that's even better. But you said Denny as well, right? No, it was Gallinari, Tyus and Landry Shamit. I think were the three that he mentioned. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shamit is now looking a little bit better. And I think it's because they are putting them out there. The defense is uh, good, and he takes good shots. He just hasn't yeah. made that much yet. And you seen the dunk the other night it was crazy. That was nice, yeah. But I, but like I said the other day, I think they're putting them, putting them out there on display, yeah. to actually, you know, get some value out of. Mm-hmm. Right, the more he plays, if he plays well, 
you know, we can probably get some value back. And I think he's kind of adding some value to his name right now. I think so. I mean, I, I haven't been – he's not taking wild shots. He's not. He's just not making shots that he's made his whole career. And that could be you know, just a product of not getting a real camp in, being hurt to start the year. Like, he might have to kind of work his way into this a little bit. I, I don't have any doubts that he can go out and hit wide open threes. And I, I, I'm a contending team. I could use a guy like that. So as long as he right. defends, which he's done well, I'm, I would be interested. No, no. And I think he he's going to go on to some injuries. And, That's you know, cool. the guys the guys that, you know, we're talking about, Gallinari was um, surprisingly much better offensively than I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no complaints there. It's just the other stuff. He looks very slow and uh, yeah. uh, not, not guarding a whole lot. But if he goes, he's still been the backup center. You got to find somebody else to come in at that point to be another big, unless you plan on letting Mescala do it. I don't I don't know how well that that will work at this point, but it's a lot to ask on Gafford. He's playing a career high, about 25 minutes a game. By all accounts, been been better, been pretty good. It's still a lot to ask of him to be to have no backup. So if uh, I don't know if you move on from Gallinari, I think you have to have a plan at least. And I'm sure they would, but just don't you do. I don't know what that is. I agree. I agree. Uh, um. in, well, we we had this conversation many of times. You know, we we know what we, we if you move on from those two, you have to bring in someone who can who can protect the paint. Yeah, preferably a young guy to try to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Fine said, trade them for second round picks and promote Amarui, John Butler, and Jared uh, and Jared Butler to the regular roster. I think they're going to happily keep those guys on two ways for the full year and get a few cheap dudes and try to use those uh, roster spots on other guys to evaluate. Might as well use up all your potential spots to look at as many guys as possible and see them in your system. So I doubt they would promote any of the three, let alone all three of them. Maybe Amarui. Uh, I would promote Amarui. Yeah, I mean. I think he would. Yeah, I would promote Amarui. I think he would benefit a lot from, from as many practices as possible. So I think that's the thing now, too, with the way they change the two ways. I think he can practice unlimitedly with the Wizards, and they practice in the same building. He just can't play in more than 50 games. Okay. So I don't know. You might want him for more than that over the course of the year, too, so he might be the guy worth worth playing. So we'll see. Uh, all right. Let's run through the roster here. This is Thanksgiving. we got to keep it themed a little bit here, and we'll just do one quick thing we're thankful for for each player on the roster. So I'm going to start this in alphabetical order. Uh, first one we got is Denny Avdia. I'm going to go first on this one. The improved shooting. I think that's always been the thing for him. If he could make a couple shots, he keeps people honest. They have to close out on him. Now he can drive and kick a little bit. That's like always been the missing piece to his game. So I'm, I'm glad we're finally seeing, you know, improvement there. Yeah. Well, Denny, I'm, I'm thankful for him growing his game, you know, being, being a confident player he is this year, but also thankful for him being pretty. You really don't recognize it, but he's the foundation of this team, right? Like he's our most solid player. Yeah. Right. No matter what happens, you still, you still know he's going to be with the the structure of Denny idea is going to be there. 
he's been the most consistent two-way player by a pretty wide margin, I think. Some guys have been better offensively some nights. Maybe somebody's been better defensively. You can, tr- nights, you can but... trust them. You can depend on them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, next one we've got is Patrick Baldwin Jr. Haven't seen a lot of him. I think this is kind of messed up, but I'm thankful that we don't owe him a lot of years and a lot of money because I don't see that in our long-term future personally so far. I'm thankful that he had the wherewithal to get to this point. Yeah, there you go. Right? Like, okay. people don't understand, guys like him, the the journey they take to get here, yep. you have to have some will and you have to keep fighting because there's a many of doors that close in your face. So I'm thankful he had the wherewithal to get to this point and and, and there's people out there that are still like that. That was a much nicer answer than mine. So now I feel bad. Uh, that was a good one, though. Um, Jared Butler, I think just having a solid, like, scrappy point guard to, to run the go-go, I think that's the best way to have all those other guys look respectable in that context is just this guy will defend, he will get you the ball, he will let open shots. And if you have, like, a, I don't know, the, the G League gets a little sloppy and disorganized sometimes. So when you have a real guy running the show, I think that's to everybody's benefit. So I appreciate that about Butler. Yeah, I'm thankful that the Wizards have a guy like that they can go grab if they need to, yeah. right? So, which, you know, helps helps just the thought process out. And like, okay, when you, you're looking at a roster right now and say, well, oh, you got to remember, Jerry Butler's down there, mm-hmm. you know? So we still have a guy. So I'm yep. thankful for that, right? No, that's a great answer. I I totally agree with that. Uh, cool Bali. Just thankful for the hope. Like, I have more hope for the future because he's been as good as he is. Like, this is keeping me uplifted uh, during the season. Uh, I'm thankful he's – the NBA is getting more – it's getting tough now. Those – the the non-American players are just as good or better than American players right now, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. which is concerning. A long way, yeah. But for the Wizards, I'm thankful that he's in the mindset of a non-American player, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that you still – it's refreshing to see that type of player still exists that likes yeah. – Team that, basketball. That like, likes team basketball yeah. first, right? No. That puts, the puts everything – puts the concept of winning first and – He's not selfish, but he, and he's still completely effective. Which, if we see him, if we see this, the, the small things and everything he does for this team, think about how every other team sees the same thing. Yep. Because you don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful that he's keeping the hope of the bat, like Playing good the right basketball way. alive. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Hopefully, it rubs off on everybody else too. That would be nice. <laughs> I can dream. Uh Johnny Davis. I am thankful that this dude is just hey, they put him out there. He comes out, he plays hard defensively. The minutes yo-yo, the roll yo-yos, the confidence, the confidence seems to waver a lot offensively, but you can count on him to go up and, and strap his guy up. And at the very least, I appreciate that every time. I'm thankful Johnny Davis just to stay with it. And, and still be able to, you know, be on the court yeah. and, you know, grow with this team. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, and and not give in. Yeah, it'd be easy to be rattled, right? I mean, especially coming yeah. in and right. the pedigree he had. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of Johnny Davis, he was reportedly uh, going to be out with a questionable or questionable because of a left elbow sprain uh, that he hurt in the preseason. So maybe that's something he's been dealing with too. Uh, but they did say he was actually available to play last night and everything, so, or two nights ago. So maybe just one of those things that will linger, have some soreness here and there. So something to, to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, Daniel Gafford, what do you got on Gafford? I'm thankful he got hurt. Okay. That injury that happened, and then we had to look at all the other bigs that wasn't up to par, and he wasn't playing up to par before that happened. Yeah. Oh, that. Whatever epiphany happened when he hurt himself, yeah. I'm thankful he hurt himself. It's been a different because he, the, the Daniel Gafford deck has came back. I can definitely deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no complaints. He's definitely not the person that he, he was before he was hurt. He he sat there and saw. He sat there on that bench and saw. Okay, we're not getting this. We're not getting this. Oh, we're not. It it opened up a another portal for him mentally that he didn't see before. He was blind to to me, mm-hmm. and now. He's out there saying, okay, we need rim protection. He's blocking shots. He's scoring, right? He's playing tough sometimes. He's off the damn floor on his back. I I, I don't even see the last time he's been on his back lately. No, right? I don't remember any from the Bucs game at least. He's running the floor. He's he's playing perimeter defense. He's a Daniel Gafford now. He It seemed like he had epiphany. He said, oh, man, you know what? I can make it in this league. Not only I can't, I'm gonna I'm I'm choosing to stick around. Mm-hmm. So, and you know how hard I was on him. Yeah, for sure. I was killing him because you saw this I, guy in there. Yeah, because yeah, I saw a guy like man, you got all this potential. It's not like you're incapable. Mm-hmm. And now he realized his capabilities. Give him the entire turkey. I love that. <laughs> uh, does that just help sometimes having to like? being forced to sit on the bench and watch the game for a little bit. Man, that's the best. That's, that's the worst and the best antidote ever. Right. Mm -hmm. You got it because you got to take all that bad medicine, but not only that, every time someone's in your position doing something, a move, you're like, that's the wrong move. You should have did this. Yeah. Right. So now you're watching what now you're critiquing what he should have done. Right. And all the critiques you're doing, you're saying, but well, well, if I'm seeing this because I can do it. Mm-hmm. So he realized half the things he was saying that he would do, he just wasn't doing them. Right now, now so, I know to go out and do that. Yeah. So now I know I'm, I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I hadn't thought of that for Gafford. I was just going to say that he's trying to take on the challenge a little bit more, but I think that's really the piece of it. You know, like is what caused him to do that. And you're right; it really did. Those first two games before he fell, or before he rolled the ankle, it was like, eh, looking right. a little rough, and and he's been a better guy. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, I think just any, like, it, a bigger, slower guy like that that can still score, he's got to have, like, tips and tricks and 
things he's learned, anything he can pass along to any of these younger guys before he ends up on his next team, I think is a valuable addition. So I'm, I'm thankful for his uh, experience and wisdom. I'm thankful for his wisdom. And I think the person who can, who he can help with that wisdom out on our team now would be Kuzma, Mm -hmm. Denny, and Kispert. Yeah, I agree. Because because he knows how to score. He he learned to leave the ground. (laughs) I'm I'm working smarter. Like I'm I'm more experienced. I I can't get off the ground. I can't do this. But I guarantee they able to get. So everybody should should be asking him how 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 do you how do you how do you right because i want to be sound without having to always depend on my athleticism mm-hmm. and he he perfected that another guy who was just like that on our team was Popeye jones like Popeye, how you getting <laughs> how i'm walking out with eight rebounds you walking out with 13 you yeah. can't get off the ground yeah right yeah you need like, a couple of those that, times that's the information that's like those are the gems you really want Right. He's got a cheat code somewhere that he could pass right. along I to. Right, I need that cheat code. Yeah. Uh, they've shown Gallinari a couple times in like one-on-one games after after practice. And it's like, okay, everyone should have their notebook out and be like writing down like what are the little tricks he get, does to get shots off. Uh, Anthony Gill, veteran leadership, I guess. The guy didn't get cut ahead of some younger guys, so he must be literally the best leader of all time. So thankful for that. I'm thankful that teams are still keeping guys like Anthony Gill to be able to pass on information. Yeah. That's right. True. Cause that information is vital without, without the information that he can give, you know, we might lose a, lose, lose that, that, <laughs> that sound history a little bit. Right. Yeah. The professionalism that he brings. Like right. So I'm glad that we have somebody there to show everybody else. Hey, this is what this is what the NBA is. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, Tyus Jones, what do you got for Tyus? I, I I like that he's becoming a better. Um, he's offering a lot of offense to us that I that I didn't expect. Yeah, he scored really well against that Bucks game. Right, Bucks so game he's been consistently about 11, 12 points, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect that part from him. Right. So I'm thankful for that. Just, you know, I, I think that's great. I, I would have said the same thing. I, w- I just the only thing I had was really solid with the ball, too. I normally kind of shit on assist to turnover ratio as a stat sometimes. Well, but we're thankful th- for things right now. Yeah, exactly. I like but for him, I, I think it's been helpful. And uh, yeah. like last year with Monte Morris, I thought it was a little overinflated with Tyus. I think it's been him being secure and knowing he's not just going to like lose the ball all over the place has been allowing these other guys to get the ball in the right spots and facilitate for, for other people. So I, I think that's been the thing I've appreciated the most. Uh, Corey Kispert got good hair. I don't know. Hair game is always really strong. Uh, and the shooting, I guess I'll throw the shooting out there too. Man, you, 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 you talk so bad, man. Kispert, <laughs> I like Kispert. I do too. I've just messed around. The, the I like has been a little better the last couple games, I think. Well, he has. I mean, Kismet, he's pretty much our best scorer on the second unit, him and yeah. outside of Koulibaly, right? I think so. You you have to have Kismet out there on the second unit. 
Yeah, things and, really break down without his. And shooting. he hasn't lost any energy. He plays. He 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 plays with, you know, with highest energy out of any player I've seen out there. You know, with that second, he to me he always he's the player that offers the energy. Right, he's he's relentless. He's a good player. I mean, I'm glad we have him on the team. You need at least one guy. I, he hasn't shot actually as well as I would have thought this year. I thought there'd be a big jump, but teams guard him like he's an elite shooter, and I think that has almost as much an impact as actually making the shots. Like he creates space for other guys, and and you really need that. So I I think the the gravity he brings is the thing I'd probably be most thankful for. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Kuzma, I, I think one you could talk about any of the on the court stuff, but. They all routinely still talk about this is the guy that pulls them aside, offers them tips. You have the photos of him with an arm around Koulibaly at the end of a game, pointing stuff out on the court. Like all the veteran leadership stuff is nice. This is always my expectation to how you tell me if I'm wrong here, but it's more impactful coming from a teammate that is actually out on the court doing it at a high level than a guy that's toward the tail end of his career that, like Anthony Gill, none of these guys have seen do it at the highest level. Kuzma will potentially be an all-star this year. You know, I, I'm going to take what he says, you know, with a certain level of credibility and cachet. So I appreciate that he takes the mentor role seriously. Exactly. That's what I was about to say, too. I'm glad that we have a guy who still offers some mentorship. That's a leader and that's a face of the team. Yep. Right. And it didn't stick out as much last year. I didn't, it really didn't stick out at all last year other than like when he, he gets on the, you know, the media right after the game, the media and what he says, I'm like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So he, he does have an opinion and it's, it it makes sense. Right. Now you can see his mentorship with the other guys. You can really see it. He pulling it in. Um, he, he, a few games ago, like two games, actually two different games. I'm seeing them kind of yell at them about the rotation where they're supposed to be, which mm-hmm. means there's there is a guy on the team that still is buying into the defensive yeah. principles of accountability team, trying to get everybody aligned in there, right? Yeah. And it sticks out more how much Kuzma mentorship is now that Jordan Poole is there. Mm-hmm. Right. So now and now you're like, okay, who do we have that we can trust to pull this team together? And just you naturally just directly, you know, key in the Kuzma. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that he's there for that. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Mike Mascala. Got anything for Mike Mascala? I'm glad he's on the team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he's. We haven't seen much from him on the court. We haven't seen one. much. I, he, yeah. he, he he he's effective and and I'm glad he he can he can get up and down mm-hmm. right um he's tra- he's a traditional old like sound big don't not really offering as much as we need but it's better to right now to have him to not to have somebody else to you know back up Gafford I think the thing with him is you don't have to worry about if he'll play hard like He's not like the most physically talented guy, but the effort's always there. And I think that's at a minimum something you really you need. And also potential for floor spacing. Like he had that one game where he hit a bunch of threes and yeah. kept everybody honest. So I think that's kind of nice. 
Uh, Eugene Amarui. What do you got for Amarui? I, I, I like that we have Amarui. Amarui knows what his strengths are. He has to um he has to understand what his weaknesses are. Cause his weaknesses and his strengths sometimes are the same thing. Okay. I like that. Right. Um he's a very physical body, very active, very strong, very but the a little too much sometimes. <laughs> the NBA is different. He yeah. Amarui would have been great in my in my days. Sure. Yeah. Right. He's got that Rutgers college basketball vibe to right. still, right? Like bagging but people around and you know. Sometimes now the NBA is more sensitive than the college, though. Right? Yeah, I so, think so it's yeah. way more sensitive. I never seen NBA that sensitive with the refs. Yep. So he has to say, okay, how can I how can I mold and zone in my talent mm-hmm. and make it fit in between this new game of the NBA? It's possible because you're still, you're different. You still have something that long, that's not around anymore that people can use. Mm-hmm. You're active, you're physical, you're strong. You get down, you're a beast, right? Definitely a beast, yeah. Now, how can I fit in, in between these lines? It's channeling it the right way and you're at the right, right time. Right, because it's, you know, so... And that's all. So I'm glad we have him, man. It's a, he a player we need, and he could be a great player for in the near future, or even, you know, say for instance, if we were a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Like that's a guy you would want to say, "Hey, all right, now we need you for these playoffs." Yeah, right. right. He's Bring that the energy guy the whole time. Right. Uh, I'm gonna steal this from you with regards to him because this is something you made a point about somebody last year, and I thought that made a lot. I think it was uh, Jordan Goodwin was. You need a guy like Amarui in practice. Like he pushes everybody hard. They practice harder because that dude, his practices are his games essentially. So he's going to practice hard. He's going to bring energy. He's going to push everybody. They have to work a little harder because he's out on the court. So I think that's a valuable addition too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jordan Poole. Sometimes it's irrational confidence, but I appreciate the confidence. Like I'm thankful to have a guy that, you know, has like ultimate self-belief. I think some of that can be, be contagious to other guys in a good way. Um, so it's about, you know, channeling the mental aspect of him positively. And and hopefully some of that like rubs off on his, on his teammates to the right level. You don't need the irrational confidence so much, but the rational confidence portion of it, uh, I think is a good thing. The confidence part comes with being a franchise player. So I don't, I don't care about the confidence part as mm-hmm. much as, because anybody with a franchise player guaranteed confidence. Yeah, that's fair. You, right. Yeah, you made that money, you've gotten that recognition. Man, it's more to me is buying in. Okay. Right. I'm glad I'm I'm thankful that he's trying to buy in. Right. I'm thankful that he's trying to learn. Mm-hmm. It's a lot that he doesn't know. It's obvious on the court every day. It's a lot that he doesn't know, mm-hmm. but he's talented enough to still contribute beyond what he doesn't know on the court, right? I like that. Yeah. So, um, I just I want him to be passionate about winning. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, same. Right. If, to be passionate about winning as a team, mm-hmm. when you get that naturally, what right? It's what he didn't he, with the Golden State Warriors. He didn't have to be concerned about that. Right. Right. Yeah, you got to do it here. And, and when in the playoffs, it showed that he didn't. He wasn't concerned about it mm-hmm. because he couldn't do everything in the playoffs that he could do during the regular season. Now and then. And so now I'll say, okay, I got to change what I'm doing for the sake of the team mm-hmm. for the win. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking for the sacrifice. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I'm thankful that we possibly have a player we can grow with. If, he, if he can grow into the program. A lot of times when guys, I mean, struggle, it's because they're it's honestly like not that good for him. This is underachieving and we feel that way because there's a lot of talent there. So there's room for improvement. I think that's, that's the positive way to look at it. He's got a plenty of room to get better and he's got the skill set to do it. So hopefully yeah. that works. Uh, Ryan Rollins. I love Ryan Rollins. Maybe my favorite, like lesser heralded guy on the team. He comes in, he straps up. He attacks the basket. He gets other people involved. I have no complaints. I want to see the guy get more minutes. I'm thankful for just having another young, intriguing guard piece on the roster. Yeah, I'm. I'm thankful to have, that somebody is there to be excited about. Yeah, that you really haven't got a chance to see enough of. But mm-hmm. the the time you you see him, you say, okay, we got a player there. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think he deserves more time than he's getting. Same. You know, more court time. Don't really understand what they're doing with him yet, but, but uh, hopefully it's something to keep them to have them growing. You know, sometimes it's hey, we need to we need to hire you to keep you. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, that, that's know. a good point. I actually didn't think about that. They kind of did right. that with Goodwin the first year. It was like, oh, okay, you look a little too good. Go back to go back to the bench for a while. Get, take your ass in the corner and, and camouflage. Blend yeah. in right now. Exactly. Yeah, right. we want to get that cheap next contract here too. Right. That's a good one. Uh, Landry Shamit. Anything for Shamit so far? I like that he's starting to get comfortable out there and show himself. And not only that, now he he's showing that he's he's being more aggressive, offensively too, in 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 certain situations, right? So, and it's and it's really like it, the the exposing ones. Right, it's dynamic type of stuff that he he's sometimes doing that I like, mm-hmm. and so I like that he's getting some exposure. Yeah, same. I, I like I, honestly. I had never heard Landry Shamit speak before being a wizard, so I think that's been an interesting thing to hear some of his media comments. It's like every professional soundbite you'd want to hear. Like it came out of the veterans playbook and. Again, a couple of those guys are, are not a bad thing to have. It seems like he's just like a professional dude. He's here to do his business. He's not acting annoyed that he's on a losing team after being on winning teams. Like, come in, clock in, do my work, clock out. Um, he's probably not here long term. So showing up and being professional the whole time, I think, is a valuable thing. Yeah, you learn quickly. You better be grateful in this league, no matter what team you're with. And it's yep. going to be some slow seasons, you know, mm-hmm. some long, drawn-out season just because – 
you know, it may be losing, not a winning season, but better in the real world. You better be grateful. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, in the chat, it never makes no sense. Said Rollins is getting all the on-ball reps in the G League. I think they're trying to develop him as a point guard. And that might be it. Is get him? Uh, I, yeah, I agree too. You know, hey, exposure is good in, in some way, shape, or form. There. All right, the last one we got here, Delon Wright. Uh, tough with because he's hurt right now. We haven't seen as much on the court, but the guy is so savvy as an off-ball defender, especially. I think any of these young guys can learn something from him and. Again, same thing like with Gallinari. Any tricks they can pick up, I'm I'm happy that they get to pick his brain. Yeah, the line right is is solid. Yeah, solid, um, good player. He can score when you need him to score. Runs the offense when you need him to run the offense. Has a lot of information he can pass on. Mm-hmm. Even the tires to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Right, he can pass on a lot of information to tires because the line right fulfills the things that tires struggle with mm-hmm. right and then vice versa sometimes yeah um but he can really really to me the person you help most is pool yeah that's a good one honestly the the other stuff right like you know it's everything jordan bull doesn't do delon Wright can do so vision yeah vision instincts um pace Read a defense. Defense. Yeah. 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 That would be nice. Any of that right. rubs off, we're, we're better off for it. Yeah. Uh, that's a good call. Uh, and then didn't have them on the list, but just really thankful for the new front office. And honestly, thankful Ted Leonsis for like going down this path. I don't think I could have done another 33 win season or whatever where that was the ceiling. So this is bad record wise, but at least there's some hope for the future. And uh, I, trust the moves these guys have made mostly so far so i'm cool with that yeah i like i like where we can go i I like the possibilities yeah same uh last thing i got here for you and then we'll get out of here uh patrick beverly does his podcast and he talked about the wizards and what a shit show they are and how they're losing a uh, ton of games and you need good vets uh you don't you shouldn't lock they don't look locked in essentially and everything he said was true but also, I'm like weirdly protective of this team. So I don't want to see other people talk shit about our team. So Patrick Beverly can kick rocks and get out of here. I don't want to hear that from him. They're like what the media's piling on, man. Like just just leave us alone. Let us rebuild. No other rebuilding team gets this much shit. No one's trashing the Spurs. No one's trashing the Pistons. The Wizards are the punching bag. So just, just go away. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be as bad. It wouldn't be. It's just when you start getting on those those reels for the wrong reason. The shacked and a fool kind of stuff. When you get on the shacked and the fool and just crazy reels and, you know, you don't want the lowlights. It's true. And the problem with the reason that we're getting kind of, uh, you know, being a punching bag right now, I I saw on NBA Today or NBA Inside or what an inside NBA, it was killing Mm -hmm. us. And it was just the silly lowlights. Yeah. And it's only really pretty much coming from one person. And that's why. Yeah. Otherwise, we just kind of just go under the radar. and just, be quietly you know, in the background. On, like, ah, we're not good, but we're just kind of not good under the radar. Right. But those lowlights uh, that, go, you know, go around the universe, 
brings brings attention. Yep. Yeah, when Barkley knows enough about some of the guys on your team, that's a bad sign. And I don't think he knows the Pistons are bad this year, but he's watched enough Wizards to know that right. there's some, some dumb shit going on here. Yes. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, Wizards fans, if you want to critique the Wizards, cool. But it's the guys who don't, you know, aren't watching this team other than those low lights. It's like, I don't know. They had all these lists of like top 10 rookies and Bilal Kulabali appears on almost none of them. Uh, like Zach Lowe for ESPN, who watches every team, actually had Kulabali on there and gave him some love. But the rest of these guys, man, nobody mentions him. So like, you know enough about us to know Jordan Poole is doing some dumb shit, but you haven't seen Kulabali do one nice thing that there aren't 10 better rookies than him this year. Anyone who thinks that is crazy. I'm just. It's I'll not. It's, it's, it's not. You know, and, and think about Kulabali. If he was on any team, he'd be doing this. I agree. Exactly what he's doing. It's not It's not a bunch of it's points on the team. Anyway, it was transferable throughout the NBA, no matter his style of play or whatever team he's on. Yeah. So we're just getting exposure for all the wrong reasons, and we're not – and the, the good things that's happening, the wrong reasons are covering up yep. the growth of and the, the exposure that certain – People who that should get it aren't getting it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's sad, but that's the reason why. Yeah, no, you're right. I hadn't thought about that way, but that's got to be it, unfortunately. Uh, partner, that's all I had for you. Anything you want to close us out with here? No, man. Enjoy your family, man. Enjoy eat 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 a lot of food, and we get back in the in the gym. You don't have to worry about me eating a lot of food on this Thanksgiving. This is my favorite holiday of the year, so I'm gonna be. I'm going to be sluggish and, uh, and pick up on Monday. I mean, uh, rolling down the court, I think. Right, uh, man. Thankful to everybody who is listening to the show and been supporting us throughout the year. I know it's not always fun to listen to a podcast about a two and 11 team. So we appreciate everybody being locked in. <laughs> Hopefully we bring you guys some uh, different aspects of the game to focus on and the positives and stuff like that with a balanced. Hey, here are the things that aren't so good too. So uh, trying to, trying to give you a little bit of everything. So thanks for everybody checking in. Johnny, thank you for you. Thankful to Bet Online for sponsoring the show. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. We're always thankful for those, and uh, we will catch you all next time. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube before shopify were you wondering where my sales at now you're selling with shopify the global commerce platform supercharging your selling you have no problem selling online in person on social media and beyond Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.